Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. opener is Saturday night against Columbus at Enterprise Center. You'll hear it here on 101 ESPN. Columbus opened their season last night at Carolina a 4-1 loss and uh, Columbus will play one other game before they make it here to St. Louis on Saturday. Carrie, Randy, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line into the Blues booth and the TV voice of the Blues. I'm Bally Sports. John Kelly joins us. JK, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Everything's good, and I know that uh, you watch tons of hockey. What was your game of choice last night? And Carrie and I were just talking about Colorado and that win over Chicago. Colorado is still really, 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 really good. (laughs) Yeah, they're really good, obviously. And, uh, you know, I watched the banner-raising ceremony, and it was a— it was a cool thing, and uh, you know they they won easily. You know, quite honestly, even whether their captain Gabe Landeskog who didn't play. Um, so you know, we know they're a really good team, and probably the the favorites going in. Um, I, I watched all of the Columbus game, by the way, and you know, one big note from that game, guys, was that Patrick Laine, who scored their only goal, got hurt in the game. It looked like he hurt his arm or elbow, and and left the game midway through. So. His status um, is certainly up in the air. You know, you look at Columbus's road trip to start the season, um, last night in Carolina, tomorrow night in Tampa Bay, and Saturday in St. Louis. You could argue that that would be the hardest road trip for any team ever to start a season. I mean, those are three really tough road games, and, you know, that's tough for Columbus, obviously, to lose Patrick Liney last night. Hey, John, uh, watching all of this hockey and, and knowing that the Blues haven't started, are you chomping at the bit ready to ready to get the season started? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's really disappointing to me that the Blues are going to be the last team to open their season. But, you know, that's the way the schedule works. But, uh, no, I love hockey. Obviously, you guys know that. And can't wait to get going. We're going to have an hour pregame show uh, Saturday night on Valley Sports Midwest. And, uh, you know, after that, the Blues go on a three-game road trip. So, I know that interest in, in the Blues is really high. Their, their season ticket sales are, are really good this year. And, uh, you, know, you know, driving around St. Louis and seeing people, there's, there's a buzz in the air. And uh, people are really excited for this year's team and for good reason. And, John, as we head into the season, we look at the Central Division. To me, there's a lot of question marks. Many times you have a pretty good idea of what you're going to get out of, out of a division, but a new coach in Dallas, Minnesota has a new goalie. Arizona is up in the air. Winnipeg has a new coach. The Blackhawks, uh, boy, that, it looks like it's going to be a rough season in Chicago. It just seems there's like a lot of unknown in the, in the NHL Central Division. Well, I think it's still a deep division, though, Randy. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, though. I, I think that there are a couple of things that are that are certain. You know, certainly Colorado, Nashville, the Blues look to be the class of the division. And it looks like at the other end, Arizona and Chicago are going to really struggle. And in between, you have the likes of, as you said, Minnesota um, and Dallas and Winnipeg. You know, you don't really know what you're going to get from from those three teams, you know, the, the team that I like of that group, I, I like Minnesota. I mean, they finished 
with more points in the Blues last year. Now, they did lose Cam Talbot, so there's going to be more of a workload on Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, but I think that they have a really good program there, um, headed up by former Blue Bill Guerin, and uh, their coach, Dean Everson, appears to do a really good job. And Dallas, with Jake Ottinger, that young goaltender, um, he's a really good goaltender. So, um, as you said, they, they do have a new coach in Pete DeBoer, um, so things are changing down there a little bit. So, you know, I could see Dallas going either way. You know, I think they're going to be a bubble team, and we'll see how it plays out during the season. Hey, John, we I think we're all believing that this is going to be a, a an outstanding season for the Blues. Which team would you feel like is the, the most, the biggest threat in the Western Conference for them to, to come out of there to potentially make it to the Stanley Cup? The biggest threat for the Blues? Yeah. Well, obviously Colorado. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're still a, a, the class of – to me, the the West, you know, if if not the league, even though they did lose, you know, their their starting goaltender Kemper and uh, their second line center Kadri is now in Calgary. So, you know, anytime you have the defending Stanley Cup champions coming back with their top line intact, and you know, watching Kale McCarr on defense again last night for Colorado, you know, everyone talks about Connor McDavid and, and McKinnon as the best players, but. This guy might impact the game more than any player. You know, it's really, I know it's subjective, um, but obviously McCarr plays a lot more than those guys on a nightly basis, and he impacts the game so much. So they're just a loaded team. So I would say, obviously, Colorado is the biggest uh, threat to, to the Blues coming out of the Central in the West. The TV voice of the Blues, John Kelly, with us on 101 ESPN. J.K., uh, Craig Bruby was on with the Fastlane guys yesterday talking about the chemistry that Letty and Pareko enjoyed together. And we see the same thing with Krug and Falk, and they knew each other before both came here to St. Louis. Uh, sometimes you can have a group of defensemen, that, that, but they don't necessarily fit together as a unit. What do you think of the Blues and the way this group is, is put together, aside from just the individual talent? Well, I think that obviously the coach knows about chemistry. He's inside the locker room every day and, and watches. I, I, I was really impressed with Letty last year. You know, I think I've talked about this before with you guys, is he's just such a smart player and he's so calm back there. You know, plays with the same kind of calmness that Jay Bolmeister did, quite honestly, when you come to think of it. You know, they're different players. Uh, Bolmeister obviously was a great defending player. Um, an excellent skater, great size, where Letty's, you know, uses his skating so well. So I think, you know, I think Pareko, you think about it, you know, he came in in 15-16 and had had great success early on and obviously a huge part of the cup team, but he's still a fairly young player. Um, so I think a guy like Letty can, can really play, you know, and calm him down at times. So I, I think it's a good mix, and obviously – you know, the season that Falk had last night and, you know, reunited with Tory Krug, it's it's really good. And, and I think that's a very dangerous pair as well because both Krug and Falk are, are capable of scoring 10 to 15 goals and jumping up at the play at any point. So, yeah, I really like the mix of the of the top two pairs. And, and obviously, um, Mikkel is a guy that I, I think, as we talked last week, guys, there, there's a lot there. And, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. And his pairing with Bortuzzo, two big guys who can play nasty and tough and kill penalties, I think they have a good mixture back there in defense. 
John, I want to go back to your comment with the comp with with Letty and Bowmeister because one of the things that Ruby said yesterday was that Letty is so effortless, and he wasn't making this comp. He said he, he plays in what appears to be such an effortless manner, you'd think he could play all 60 minutes, which is what I said a lot when I watched Jay Bowmeister play. And you talked about his skating and the, just the smoothness of his game. They share that too, don't they? An, an apparent effortlessness to to play the game. Yeah, you know, number one, they they are both and we're both great skaters. Mm-hmm. So, and I think going into last year's playoffs, um, I believe the Letty had played in 115 playoff games before last year, and I think that was number one in the Blues. So, you know, here's a guy that won a Stanley Cup with Chicago, had played in the Final Four twice with the Islanders. So, he he's very cool under pressure. So, again, I think that you know his skating is so good, but also. He's a really good passer. And, you know, the Blues, to me, the last couple of years, they've transitioned a little bit into more of a rush team. And when you have a guy like Letty back there and, you know, really the top four defensemen as a group, they're all really good puck movers. So when you have that, it really feeds that transition game and and, and certainly helps when you get the puck up to the, the skill guys like the Kairos and the Shens and people like that. It certainly adds to the offense. Hey, Jacob, we had uh, Panger on yesterday, and I told him that uh, Nicolo, uh, Nico Mikola looks like he was about 6'8". On, he looks like the largest human being that I have ever seen uh, on skates. And he told me Torpchenko is, is bigger and a little bit <laughs> – is taller and a little bit bigger. Uh, how close is Torpchenko to getting healthy, and, and what does he add to this offense when he comes back? Well, you know, I, I read some comments today from uh, Jeremy Rutherford, our friend. I guess he's going to be on later that – um, Ruby said it's really up to the, the medical people, the trainers and the doctors. Um, it's not really his call. So I, I did talk to Torpchenko about a week ago, and he's such, number one, he's such a nice guy. He speaks really good English. But he, he's really excited and worked so hard. He, he stayed in St. Louis all summer, worked every day, wasn't expected back until December or so. So the fact that we're even talking about Torpchenko being a possibility here to begin the season is quite remarkable. Um, I don't think based on, you know, what I've seen, and obviously I wasn't in, in uh, South Carolina with the team, but, you know, he, he's not on the top four lines right now as far as the line rushes. So it, it would be a surprise, obviously, if he was ready to go on the weekend, but um, he's certainly a lot closer than we thought, you know, going back to last spring. John Kelly, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We'll be tuned in on Saturday night for the Blues and the Blue Jackets on Valley Sports, and we'll keep in mind that hour-long pregame show. And we love having you back in action. You're as good as it gets. Can't wait to get going, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you Saturday. Thank you, John. John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues on 101 ESPN.